I think it's key to little things like making eye contact with both spouses, back and forth, back and forth, making sure we're including both sides and, and making sure they're on the same page with everything. And I just, I really stress to the people that we meet with, there are no silly questions, okay? The only silly question is the one not asked. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Welcome back in to Perfect Game Retirement. I am Ben George. He is Ryan Ledden, President and Financial Coach at Black Oak Asset Management, serving the Atlanta area. They have offices in Alpharetta, also Cartersville as well. So you can find them whenever it's most convenient. But you'll always find them online at blackoakam.com. Ryan, welcome in. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, grinding it out, just like everybody else. Uh, depending on, you know, where people are at. Obviously, the this thing is still continuing to linger on. But uh, love seeing that baseball and uh, basketball, and fingers crossed on football, we continue on. But I love seeing baseball on TV. Yeah, I think when this ep- we're recording this episode in uh, in August, but I think by the time this comes out, we might have answers, and and uh, hopefully we'll be playing. I know. You, you really want to see it. I really want to see it. I know a lot of people, especially across Georgia, really want to see football. It's hard to imagine a fall without it. But I guess, you know, maybe if we don't get it for whatever reason, Ryan, maybe there's some extra weekends that we've, we've never really had before to experience on a Saturday in the fall. That is, that is very true. Uh, yeah, Saturdays in the fall are, are pretty much occupied. Then Sunday is your... For us, you know, usually go to church, which that's not really meeting right now anyways. Uh, but it was usually a yard work day and catch up day. So maybe we'll have a little bit, a little bit more free time. But fingers crossed that my daughter's uh, travel softball team continues to play. So that will keep us occupied. And then who knows? I hope my son's football team continues to play. But again, if, if college football shuts down, then that may have a trickle down effect to, to high school and to youth sports. But we'll see. Yeah, we're holding strong right now. So we'll see as, as things progress. But you can always find us here. We'll always be here with a new episode every other week of Perfect Game Retirement. Today, we're going to talk about uh, financial challenges that are specifically for women and right it's things that women face during this process and building a financial plan that are unique to them. And that's all going to be our focus today. But I want to kick things off with a little getting to know you question for Ryan. <music> It's getting to know you time. As we do from time to time, we ask Ryan a question outside of the office, get to know about his personality, get to know him a little bit better uh, away from work. And today, here's what I got for you, Ryan. What's the single best day on the calendar for you? I thought about this and I think it's a little bit of a cheesy answer, but I think as I get older, this, this holds truer, but I couldn't really think of a particular day. Now, if you asked me in my twenties, or if you asked me when I was a kid, it'd probably be Christmas day. Or if I was in my twenties, it would probably be like opening day of baseball or something, you know, something like that. But the older I get and the quicker my kids grow up and even my nephew just went off to college and I still remember holding him as a little kid. But honestly, I just would say today. And because I've seen just so many people, uh, grow up so fast and, and, you know, pass away. It's just, I don't really have a single day. And the more I read and really look at the importance of each day, whether it's building a foundation with your family or our, our business or our spiritual walk, whatever it may be, 
I mean, if you're just doing little things each and every day, I've mentioned before the, the book, The Compound Effect, and that's essentially what the rationale is by Darren Hardy is the compound effect of just every single day doing little things and then you reap a harvest, you know, three, four or five years down the road if you continue to do the little things. So I would just say each day. Uh, so today is, is, you know, we have good and bad days, but I don't have a kind of one day that I have marked on the calendar because I just want to uh, cherish each day. I'm not going to lie. That was a much deeper answer than I expected, uh, Ryan, <laughs> but I, I love it. I, I think it's a great perspective to have. And I mean, I think that that rings true probably with a lot of people is just, you know, taking it day by day and it's really appreciating each day that you have. And I think, you know, people in retirement too, especially that's kind of the approach they take and hopefully they take. And, and, uh, I like that though. That's a great answer. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I don't know if the whole Corona situation has added to that as well, uh, yeah. because just little things. I mean, I took my kids to school for the first time today and sitting in traffic, I was not bothered at all. I'm <laughs> like, this is awesome. I'm sitting in school traffic, but so, uh, you know, it's just little things like that, that you, once they're taken away that, you know, you appreciate them a whole lot more. You know, things have been dragging out for a while when you appreciate Atlanta traffic. That's, uh, yes, that's, 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 that's something really right there. Bad. <laughs> Well, cool. Let's jump into our conversation today uh, about women. And yeah, we wanted to tailor this episode specifically for our women uh, listeners, but also for the men in their lives too. I mean, I think that they can get some value out of this too. And we'll have a little message for them at the end, some tips on what uh, husbands and men can do to help those special women in their lives too. But, you know, we talk about issues all the time that impact all of us the same way. That's kind of what we do week in, week out here on, on the show. But of course, there's other challenges that, that vary from person to person because our situations are all different and they're all unique. So let's take a look at some of the, the financial and retirement challenges that are unique to women today. So, you know, when we talk about your office, Ryan, at Black Oak Asset Management, you know, what level of engagement do you find that most women have in that retirement planning process in their household? This is an interesting topic. I, I really wanted to discuss this today. And obviously, there's different levels. It could be across the board. There are some that are fully engaged in it, uh, some that are not. I think as you move down in age, you have more of a vested interest from women in their finances and what the long term looks like. And so it's it's this some of this is going to be a little bit stereotypical, but this is experiences that I've had with clients or people that I've taken on after a death of a spouse. And so a lot of these are going to be personal experiences, but the stereotypical family was the husband took care of these things and they knew about the investments and knew where things were. And I, I gradually see a shift and a change in that, especially as there's more upper mobility uh, with women in the workforce. I do see more of a vested interest in females, but we still see a lot of, it's a liking to, a lot of males, not entirely, but uh, it definitely seems to be a point of interest for males. And if they have that kind of math oriented engineer type brain, they're going to like this stuff. And if you're not, then you're not going to like this stuff. So it's definitely shifting, but I still think it, there are some stereotypes that are true. And women, especially the older they are, need to have more of an interest in this stuff. Even when I say interest, they need to take more of a stake of, okay, what do we have? Where are things at? Um, what do we do in case of this happening? I mentioned uh, in a previous episode, like a legacy drawer, if you will, knowing where everything is at in case something happens. And we look at this perspective of, of women in these difficult financial situations. Why is it that so many retired women uh, specifically are increasingly finding themselves in these, in these spots? 
So again, going back to kind of a, the baby boomer generation or the latter part of the, or excuse me, the earlier part of the baby boomer generation, you still had a lot of individuals that had pensions. Those are again, dwindling. So you don't have as many of those social security benefits. There's a lot of education there. Obviously when uh, someone passes, when one spouse passes, if actuarially speaking, males are going to pass away before females. That's an actuary thing, not an opinion thing. So obviously it doesn't always happen. Look at my family situation. My dad's still alive. My mom passed away 14 years ago. So obviously there are exceptions to the rule, but uh, I did have one situation where when the husband passed, the spouse thought that the full pension continued on with her. Well, that did not happen. That was not transparent to her. It was not made clear to her while her husband was alive. So it got chopped in half. It went down to 50%. So not only did her or his pension, which carried on to her, get cut in half, well, she lost a social security benefit as well, which in her situation was hers because she was taking a spousal benefit. So he worked. She did not. She took care of the kids. Well, his pension was cut in half. And so they had his social security benefit, but also they had a spousal benefit on her. So she was collecting half of the amount of his. Well, he passes away. The good news is the higher benefit continues on with her, but she loses hers. So she had two streams of income cut out from underneath her. Pensions cut in half and her social security benefit is now gone. So income is completely different, but also two single filers. If you look at the tax code, a lot of times that's an eye-opening experience as well. A lot of times the tax code is not real friendly to single filers. Now, again, it depends on your income, but my dad found out the hard way that he lost a spouse, lost some benefits from a financial standpoint, obviously not just from a spousal standpoint, but from a financial standpoint, but then he went up in tax bracket once he was filing single. So there's a lot of things that can that can really surprise you if you don't know this stuff ahead of time. And so we just see that more and more and more that there's a lot of whoops uh, once someone passes away that's left with the spouse to, to try to clean up and figure out. Well, you mentioned that. Let's look at that a little bit deeper. I mean, obviously that's a situation that nobody wants to find themselves in, but you know, reality says that you know a lot of a lot of people will be left without their spouse, and for women particularly, because they live longer than men in, in most cases. So, what are some of those specific challenges? You mentioned uh, you know one or two of them there, but a little bit deeper look at what actually faces a woman that's left without her her husband going on it with the rest of her life. What is she dealing with there? Also, too, with uh, so that's a, a good follow up there with with assets, you know, investable assets that are are left behind. Now, if it's a lot of uh, pre tax dollars, a four hundred one k or IRA, those dollar bills just move over into the spouse's name, so there's no taxable event when when that happens. Now, when it moves on down generations, then that's a completely different conversation to have. But there is a, a lot of stats out there that show that uh, widows are, they have a very high poverty level. And so one of those contributing factors, other than the ones I just mentioned, are the fact that if your husband needed some sort of care and there wasn't planning taking place of some type of long-term care or assisted living that we mentioned in the in the last episode when we talked about the, the financial house is 
talking about those insurances or contingent plans to help pay for those things. So what has happened many times to put females in a poverty level is their husbands needed some sort of care. Well, what happened was to pay for that care, they had to make some adjustments. They either had, and usually the house is not sold because the the wife is still living in it, but you have to use investable assets to pay for that care. And so if there's not a plan for that, it just dwindles the asset total or the portfolio. And then husband passes away. There's a lot less money for to create an income for the wife. And then you start getting into situations once it's left with the wife, then you have to worry about, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, then there's the whole look back of people trying to give assets away just so they can qualify for Medicaid. I mean, that's that's not a good plan to have. And, and a lot of people ask that question. So there's a lot of little nuances there, but those are, it's a stereotypical case, but that happens a lot. And that's what puts a lot of females in poverty because of that situation I just mentioned. All right. Well, let's send a message to the husbands then. So we need to do our part, Ryan, you and I. What are some of the things you encourage the men uh, to do to make sure that they don't leave behind a financial mess for their wives to clean up later on? Yeah. So that's, that's another great question. So when we meet with people, like we may have, a lot of times we have a 15 minute phone call with people on the front end before we even meet just to chat, hear their situation, see if there's a fit to even meet in person or via Zoom. Uh, But we may have that introductory call with one, either the husband or the wife, but once we meet in person or have that deeper dive after that 15 minute phone call, it's a requirement to have a conversation with both of them together or meet in person together because everybody's got to be on the same page. I get it. Some people, there's always going to be one person who has more of a vested interest in this stuff. I very rarely see two people that are just gung-ho retirement planners and they want to know about the investments that they have in tax planning. That is rarely the case. If it is, they're probably not married to one another. But it's to be on the same page and at least be aware of where things are as far as investments, you know, income, all the elements that we've already talked about. They need to be aware of where things are and how things function. And if someone, someone were to pass away, here's the steps that need to happen. So I do think us guys need to put it upon ourselves to include Um, our wives in these conversations and be clear and transparent. And so they know where everything is. And so they are not left with picking up the pieces. Not only are they having to deal with a loss of a spouse, then they're having to deal with this stuff that may have no interest to them or little to no interest to them. So at least being aware. So that's kind of on both sides. I mean, I think the, the women need to make a conscious effort to at least be aware, but I think that falls a lot on the, on the uh, guy's shoulders to, to help out with that. Do you make it a priority with your clients when, you've, when you're meeting with them maybe early on, especially couples, to have these conversations and put this on their radar as, as soon as possible? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is going to sound like I'm being boastful here, but th- with my teaching background, I, I think that's my strong suit is explaining this stuff in simple terms because this planning and this financial stuff can get really confusing and it can sound like a different language uh, if you start speaking a lot of industry speak that that some of us in our industry can do. And, and I'm guilty of that sometimes too, because I nerd out on it and I'm spitting out all these terms and I look up and I can see blank stares looking back at me. So I feel like 
making this stuff as simple as possible because it can get complex really, really quick. But we do make sure, and I think it's key to little things like making eye contact with both spouses, back and forth, back and forth, making sure we're including both sides and, and making sure they're on the same page with everything. And I just, I really stress to the people that we meet with, there are no silly questions, okay? Um, uh, the only silly question is the one not asked. And so you have to ask because what is said in here in this office or on a phone call stays confidential, obviously, but you need to ask questions. If there's something you don't understand and I didn't do a good job of explaining it, we need to stay on that topic until it's fully understood and people are coherent with it and, and know what that plan means. So I think definitely portraying and being as educational as you can is a huge part of my job. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, I think very beneficial for a lot of people that need that too, somebody they can trust and rely on to, uh, to cover everything. So let's close things out with a story, maybe uh, an example of a time you've kind of dealt with this, Ryan, where you've had maybe a widowed or divorced woman that came to you or to your team and was looking for help on trying to figure out their finances and getting everything in order and how you were able to kind of step in and help that process. Yeah. So I, you know, I mentioned that uh, previous story a minute ago and I'll kind of give one little anecdotal story about that. And, but then another situation uh, really quick, but the previous one that I mentioned where the pension was cut in half, I mean, just little things like getting on the phone with the benefits group that was responsible for this pension and staying on top of them, letting, letting them know what questions to ask. Cause again, this can be daunting. And if you don't ask the right questions, you're not going to get the right answers and the right solutions to your situation. And so I remember being on the phone with this pension company for uh, several hours. Uh, I mean, it was painful. Uh, I mean, they couldn't find certain things and having to be patient with them and then figuring out what was actually selected joint and survivor 50%, 100%. She thought it was a hundred percent. Again, like I mentioned before, it was 50%, but just that's why we do what we do in situations like that. Not, not, Oh my gosh, my investment portfolio is so much better than yours. It's, it's not, it's just one piece of it. It's so much more to a planning process. And, and that's the reward when you sit down with people and you see that relief when you've and sat down with people on the other end of the phone and asked them the right questions to figure out what's going on. But right now we're, you know, we're going through the a similar situation. Now the husband did a good job. Everything was in place. But still, when you consolidate accounts and moving things around, it still can be very stressful because, again, you're dealing with a loss of a spouse and then you're trying to consolidate and move these, retitle these accounts. And so we're dealing, actually, I said one case, we're actually dealing with a few right now of people taking on assets that were their spouses and then having to move them, move them down and put them into their name. And we're even going through a, a second generation. So kids are having to deal with parents that have passed away and putting those and retitling those in their particular names and accounts. And then you have siblings, so it can be a mess, but walking them through that uh, is extremely rewarding. It can be, it can take up a lot of time. It it really, really can, but to be on the phone with these people and to help them out uh, is extremely rewarding. But even if you do have all your ducks in a row, it still can be a, a stressful and challenging thing. And that's where we step in. Well, if you want Ryan and his team at Black Oak Asset Management to step in and help you out with any of these financial topics or challenges that that might face women uh, specifically, please reach out to them at blackoakam.com or you can call Ryan anytime at 570-508-0508 and talk to him about these issues and have those conversations and, and start that process and get ahead of some of these things. I think that's the biggest thing is you're able to get ahead of some of these things 
if you if you plan correctly. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So let's uh, close it out again with a mailbag question. We always try to do this, answer your questions that you send in to us via the website. If you have anything on your mind, send it in. We'll get the Ryan to try to answer it the best that he can with the information that's provided. Again, you always want to get a second opinion or discuss these things in more detail with a financial professional. But Millie writes in today from Lawrenceville. She says, I'm 64 years old. I wanted to work until I was 66 or 67. So I was going to get serious about my financial plans in about a year or so, but I just can't deal with my mouth breathing boss anymore. What do I need to have in place before I give them my notice and storm out of here? That's funny. Uh, people, people retiring earlier, whether it's in Millie's situation where it's a boss they can't stand anymore or COVID related furloughs or layoffs, this is becoming a, a more of a relevant topic to see if people can retire even sooner than they anticipated. But again, this goes back to last episode and even the beginning of this episode, you have to have something in in place. You have to have a plan in place to see if it is even uh, doable. Now, Millie, in your situation, you have a choice. Some people don't because they got laid off and then you know retirement may be fast forwarded because they feel like they can't get a job at their age, whatever it may be. But you have to have a plan in place to know that you can pull the trigger on that if you want to, to leave. But having that plan in place will give you a greater peace of mind to, to be able to do that. If you have, if you just reach your breaking point and say, that's it, I cannot take it anymore, then great, do it. But just kind of closing your eyes and throwing a dart and, and hoping you can retire early is not, uh, not a good idea. I, I get sometimes situations present themselves that way, but definitely knowing what you can and cannot do. And it's amazing how some people can retire earlier than they than they do think. Obviously, Millie, you being 64, obviously healthcare is going to be a big question because that's not going to kick in until another year or maybe you're 64 or approaching 65 when Medicare does kick in. But people who retire early, you need to have uh, liquid money to be able to pay for any type of healthcare to bridge that gap to Medicare. But also, too, if you retire before 59 and a half, you got to make sure your funds aren't locked up in a uh, IRA or 401k because we can't really access those without without penalties. So we want to make sure we do have brokerage account type money to get us to those retirement assets. So a lot goes into place, but uh, definitely have a plan, Millie, before, before you do it. And that way, if you have a plan in place, you know it can happen and your boss... Uh, uh, has a bad day and takes it out on you, then uh, you can walk. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, storm out of there however you want to, but yeah, key to have a plan in place. That's a good reminder too that it's never too early to start planning. You still know how your life's going to change at any given moment, so get ahead of it as much as possible. You know, don't put it off until the last minute if you can help it. Uh, but thank you for the question, Millie, and you can find Ryan online at blackoakam.com or you can call him four seven zero five zero eight zero five zero eight to start working on that plan and getting it all in order for you. Well we'll close it out, Ryan. Great show. Um hopefully this was helpful to the women that listen to Perfect Game Retirement and hopefully it can be a help to them because there are a lot of issues and you know, quite frankly, women are gonna live probably longer than than you and I. So yeah, it's good to have things in order. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's even in our industry is is having uh, more and more female advisors is crucial to to sometimes relate to that female client. I mean, I think I do a good job of doing that, but 
our industries in, in desperate need of, of having more female female clients to relate to that to that widow. So, but yeah, just being having a heart of a teacher, kind of stealing a line from Dave Ramsey because again, us being Ramsey advisors, I feel like that's our strong suit. And, and really relating to people that may not have a um, high acumen, if you will, to this, this financial world. Uh, that's why I do what I do because it, I enjoy it, but I want to do it for people who don't enjoy it. That way I can kind of make this thing uh, make sense to them. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more, you can always visit the website too. There's educational seminars and workshops that Ryan will have going on. So you can always find the schedule for those online and you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online as well. So make sure you subscribe to Perfect Game Retirement and a new episode come out in a couple of weeks. So we'll look forward to talking to you at that time. For Ryan Ledney and Ben George, thanks for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.